for being here in our wellness hub. My name is Monica Campana. And today we have, uh, again, it's the second uh, um, time that we have this beautiful guest. Her name is Bonnie Suri, all the way from Tennessee. And um, she is a spiritual and personal development mentor who is going to, uh, today we have a treat because she's going to um, talk to us about uh, self-image. Not many people talk about self-image. And uh, so, Bonnie, thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, and uh, let's dive into this topic of uh, self-image. Okay. I have been in the personal development world for 10 years now. Uh, the first five years of that was just really just self-discovery, complete self-discovery. Didn't really realize that it existed. Um, but then I realized that there was a huge passion that I had for it as well. Um, but not until recently, about a year ago, it was actually August of last year, when I decided to really brave forward, if you will, and integrate um, some of my spiritual gifts and, and teachings into the mentoring, which allowed me to really begin working on the whole person in mind, body, spirit and understanding energy um, and really helping my, my clients connect with the greater version of themselves, uh, really the freest version of themselves. So uh, since August, I've started to be more transparent in that area and share my experiences and help my clients open up their own as well. And um, I'm, I'm doing both now. So I'm really excited about going into this new year, being my first full year uh, doing the spiritual aspect of personal development and being able to focus on that along with intuitive readings and stuff like that. So that's wonderful. And, and what is that? So let's talk about, let's dive into this uh, topic of uh, self-image. What, what is self-image? So self-image is a funny thing and it's, it's, you know, we have different versions of ourselves that we present to each event and circumstance in our environment all the time. So we're really kind of shuffling through our self-image, but really ultimately our self-image is how we perceive ourselves as an identity, if you will, from the outside, but also from the inside. So they say we have two self-images, the one that you show to the world and then you have the self-image that's more personal, the one you see when you look in the mirror and there's this depth uh, and inner side to that, that version of you. Hmm. So you have basically, because sometimes I believe that we have different hats, right? We wear different hats according to the person that we have in front of us. And we should really have, I guess, less and less hats. We should have one hat, but it's so hard to do that. Well, that's a, that is a, that's a really interesting <laughs> way to look at it, but it's true, depending on who we're with and, and the version of us that we're behaving as um, for whatever circumstance that we're, we're in. So we do have, usually have a lot of hats. It, I think that it would be a really interesting experience to actually see somebody who's incredibly consistent with their uh, one hat and that version of themselves that they present all the time just so consistently I'm sure it happens but I don't believe that it's absolutely an easy thing to achieve I know I know 
I know. And so what do you, what do you, um, what, what are your, I mean, what is your advice for people um, to, to have, to have a better self image? To have a better self image? Well, I believe to really grasp this fully, it's important to realize the images in your mind that you entertain, how they actually affect your overall body language, uh, your emotional state, uh, which, you know, your, your energy. And so have you ever heard that quote, you can't outperform your self-image? Yes. Yes. This is incredibly true because your, your body follows the mind. So whatever images you're creating and playing with up there, the body is responding by altering your emotional state, your energy. And so let's just say you have an interview coming up for something that you've always wanted to do, but you're really nervous about it. And every time you, um, sorry, I have a little thing that keeps jumping up over here. <laughs> but every time you think about this image, you, you get really nervous about it. And you're thinking about the interview and you, you see yourself in this interview and you're stumbling over your words and just saying all the wrong things. And in your mind, you see yourself and you've just completely blown up. But notice that just by having that image, this isn't actually even happening, but just by having that image, how your body responds to that image, again, because the body follows the mind. So notice that your shoulders, it affects your body language, your shoulders, slump forward, you kind of, you know, your chest falls, um, you begin to feel like dreadful, that nervousness increases, there's frustration, and then self-talk starts to come in. And the self-talk is really going to uh, reveal to you what your current beliefs are about yourself and your ability to do things. So you say things like, I can't do this, I'm just going to, you know, completely blow it, I'm going to humiliate myself, and this intensifies, those feelings intensify, that image intensifies, you're pretty sure that it's really going to happen. Now you feel overwhelmed and you begin to take action or behave a certain way. And let's just say, you know, to some people, extreme circumstance, I'd be like, fine, I'm just not going to do the interview. So this all started with that mental image uh, that you had of yourself in your mind. The body was affected. And it, because of that image, your body posture changed, your self-talk changed, that revealed your beliefs, your behavior, um, you know, the way you took action actually affected your overall outcome. But realize that it was not the original, that was not the original um, image that you had of yourself. That original image was that excitement that got you to apply the interview to begin with right exactly so how do you how do you i mean the first step i think is realizing that you're doing that realizing that there are two being aware being aware of the fact that your brain sometimes many times most of the times creates a reality that it's it's not going to be there or like visualizes the wrong thing and and stopping and what do you so what what is your technique what is your tip in that case changing i mean change, re realizing that you're doing that and replacing and so realizing there's positive 
yeah, there's always a supportive side of us and a side that's really destructive. And I, I think that the greatest thing you can do is to be able to, what I have my clients do is to identify and completely accept that there are these two uh, versions of yourself. And as you begin to entertain the image of yourself and develop, uh, just practice playing around with this new image of yourself. So for example, in, in that example I gave you, when you originally applied for that interview, you have this mental image of yourself actually already doing the thing you wanted to do, right? Your, your chest was up, you were excited, your shoulders back, you were feeling confident and the, the beliefs that matched that image started to rise. Like, I, I can't do this. Oh my gosh, I'm actually doing this. I, I was made for this, right? And you, you took a behavior, you had actions as a result of that energy, which caused you to apply for the interview and to have that schedule. So it was just, it's, it's really just being able to um, say, okay, so what is the outcome I want? And how, what, who do I need to be to be able to have that outcome? And I'm not saying who do I need to be like, I need all this time for personal growth. I'm saying, who do you need to be in here first? Because that's going to adjust your, your energy, the way you behave, your body posture, your self-talk. It's going to bring up a lot of supportive beliefs that you can develop about yourself. Uh, but most importantly, of course, it's going to cause you to stop and to see that situation you want to experience and see yourself in that situ situation. So you create a new mental image of yourself, this self-image, if you will, in your mind first. That it's positive and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a winner and it's, uh, you know. Yeah, it supports what it is you want. And if it's wanting this new job, if it's wanting the courage to do something, instead of seeing yourself in your mind as somebody who's timid, unable, as a failure, or using past experiences to try to predict the future, <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're going to really decide, who do I need to be in here? And not this, this huge time gap of personal development and growth, but here, who do I need to be? And let's create an image in my mind of that version of me. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's a very good tip. And um, so that's, uh, that's one tip. And what other, um, what other techniques uh, you, you have or you apply, for example, in your life to, to silence that negative criticizing voice that sometimes, I mean, we get inside our brain. Sometimes it really is a, a challenge to switch gears, if you will. And through work, that practice of being able to be aware of the way you're feeling and the way you're reacting to everything around you, uh, through practice of that awareness, you're, you're able to go inward more quickly and say, okay, what do I need right now? What is it I actually need right now? And a lot of times it's just that opportunity to step back mentally clear space and just to be there and to see yourself differently here. Now, something that I used to do at the very beginning of this, when I had a, I had a really hard time actually creating positive images of myself, but I did enjoy writing. 
And if my clients ever watch this, they will tell you that writing is, is a big part of our experience. Um, so for those who are having a more challenging times, seeing a more positive, supportive um, mental image, that self-image in their mind, begin writing about the character um, that you see or want to be. So sometimes you have to go back just a little bit further and say, okay, so what experience is it I want? And you write about that experience as if it's already happened, right? And as you read the writing, images form in your mind. So suddenly you're able to see this movie playing out in your mental theater here, and you're aware of a character, a version of yourself in that mental image. And then I have my clients connect with that image and say, okay, now describe that character, write about that character, observe that character. And as they begin to read that, they begin to see themselves as that character. So it's kind of um, embodying um, a, a version of yourself. It's really embodying a version of yourself that you're able to read. And um, it really helps to be able to really get clarity and um, a more crisp image, if you will, of yourself. And at first it feels silly, but the more you do it, the, the more easy it is and that you don't need the writing aspect anymore, whereas often. Um, so that's also a really helpful tool. Wow, that's wonderful. And this is how you basically, you can yeah, visualize the version of yourself that you want to reach. Yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, let's go back to self-image then. Um, other, other things, I mean, about what, what would you say that, um, that is one of the most important things that you should do to improve your self-image? So one of the most important things you should do to improve your self-image, um, accepting where you are right now, just completely, deeply accepting yourself, realizing that you can't change anything about the characters and the versions of yourself that you were while you were growing and un uh, unfolding into the version you are now. So getting rid of that resistance and just saying, okay, it's me, it's right here, it's right now. What do I want for myself? Um, and being able just to really be transparent and raw and honest and take that accountability every, every, I would say every step of the day, but just throughout the day, just be so aware of yourself. Um, I see a lot of my clients at the beginning where they really just want to push through this experience, the journey, the growth aspect, just to get to that tangible end result. But really that end result is just like an extra reward. It's the journey really that is necessary that we're looking for. We're looking for that development. So truly just honoring that growth, being patient with yourself, compassionate with yourself and just do what do I need do I need accountability uh do I you know do I need to practice having better images do I need to take full responsibility for the way I I react and respond but that really unfolds into a lot of other um other aspects but truly just being so uh compassionate with where you are right now with yourself yeah I'm not being so 
um, sometimes people want to see results right away and yeah. you can't you can't with, with this type of uh, um, change within yourself right yes it takes time and um let me see a wonderful um what else i was gonna ask you and it's, it just went away but um oh, oh yes do you meditate do you use some type of a do you do some <laughs> type of meditation or you know what exercises do you do okay mental. so uh mental health exercises i know that for my mental health and my stability i know that i need exercise to any type of exercise so i do a lot of strength training or cardio but as far as um, meditation goes, I do, I don't do the traditional, what you would see. I believe that meditation is a very, um, you know, just, just that you time. It's a, it's a personal experience. Personal. So it's, yeah. Yes. And, and, but it's open at the same time, but it's whatever works for you. So I enjoy practicing different breathing exercises. Um, I, I, I'm not, I don't do yoga, but I play around with yoga. So I can't say that they correlate too much, but um, I do breathing, I do visualizing. I do a lot of visualizing, practicing, seeing energy in my body, expanding, feeling it outside of me uh, and letting it go outwards um, and just really paying attention to the way my body feels and the frequency, right? The tingly and that's when you get real excited. Uh, but I always do it at the beginning of the day because when you can set your energy at the beginning of the day, it really affects the quality of the work and effort you do throughout the day, because you just have a different, um, you're literally working with just a greater energy version of yourself. Hmm. So um, yes, I and, do do that. And you start like early, like you wake up, you have kids, you have many kids. How do you do it? And you have a house. I mean, you you wake up and I get up at four. I'm a four a.m.er. You uh, wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I do. At what now, time do you go to bed? Well, anyway, you go to bed. Do you sleep? I mean, oh, I do sleep. <laughs> I love my sleep. Uh, yeah, I usually go to bed between eight thirty and and nine thirty. I'm not a night owl. Uh, it's unusual for to be awake. But four o'clock, I've never heard of four o'clock. Okay, so that's why you manage. So you wake up and everybody's still asleep. And then, yeah. and, then you, and then you do this every day. Do you have the discipline? Because that's the other thing that I think some people, you know, you have to have the discipline of when you decide to do something, you have to do it every day. So, you know, that's, that's really interesting because the, it, discipline, I think, is absolutely true. Um, but we use the word have to a lot. And I, I think naturally we kind of resist that push because it makes you feel like you're, you don't have free will, right? Yeah. Um, so I like to kind of use the words I get to. I get to do this for myself. I get to learn more about my secret powers. I get to learn more about cultivating my spiritual gifts. I get to learn more about this body that I'm in for this time being, I get to learn how to manipulate the way my body feels and the quality of my ideas and thinking. So it's, it is a, a willingness to see the gratitude and the gift and the opportunity of really realizing just how absolutely brilliant and fantastic you are. Wow. Yeah. I used the wrong word. Okay. 
So, um, so I get to, I get to, but uh, so you, and you do it when you feel, and according to how you feel the day, you choose the different techniques. Yes. Sometimes um, breathing, I don't feel the connection to breathing. Uh, sometimes I'm not feeling the connection to um, uh, the visualization. So sometimes I'll just do a really, really intense journaling. I'll put on um, like really powerful music, instrumental music, and just journal, uh, just get everything out that I've thought about, that I've been feeling. And it's it's, it's really just this really lightening experience. You really feel your body become light and um, uh, you're letting go and letting yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I, I used to write a lot now lately I'm still writing, but not, you know, not journaling. And uh, there is a difference between typing with a computer and writing with your hand and a pencil or a pen on paper. There's a connection between your brain and your body and your hand and you, it's as if you really let it out, I think. While yeah. when you have well, the, the keypad, it's a little bit different to me. What do you think? A hundred percent, because your your senses, your physical senses, most of them are, are activated. You've got the tan, you've got touch, right? You're, you're feeling the paper, the pen or pencil. Um, you've got the sound of that movement, your hand across the paper, you've got the visual aid of saying those words, right? Uh, you have the emotion that tends to come up as a result of the release of whatever you're talking about. So um, there's, excuse me, there, there is a lot of your, your senses being stimulated as a result of writing. My clients will tell you that I'll never create a fillable PDF for them because I don't want them to do it. <laughs> I've, I've had them ask, uh, do you have a fillable version of this? I'm like, print it out, print it out. It's such a more um, empowering, impactful experience. It really is. It really is. Yeah, you're like me. I'm like, I've been, the, I have all these books and I'm like, oh, you can buy it online, the book and uh, ebook, whatever. But there's a difference between touching the book and, and, and reading it on a screen. I don't know. It's, uh, it's different. And same thing when you're writing. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. Well, Bonnie, we have to we have to wrap it up, but at the same time, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to continue. Uh, let's uh, let's leave it open because it's so interesting. You know, we, we always uh, um, get into new a new world and uh, with you. And uh, I I think we are going to post all the information about your contact and where can people reach you. Uh, so you have one-on-ones, right? One-on-ones and you have some- I do, I do one-on-ones, single sessions where we can do some intuitive reading, use a lot of the spiritual work um, for an alignment, realign your energy to match your goals. So there's so much less resistance. So we could work on different packages um, for the mentoring that I do provide as a service. Absolutely. And they can reach you through the website or email, right? Yeah, on my website at the bottom, you'll be able to fill out a form to get in touch with me right away. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn um, and I'm just, a lot of my work is word of mouth. A lot of my work is referral, which has really been a great uh, fulfilling experience. So, wow. Bonnie, well, I send you lots of uh, good energy your way. And uh, thank you again for, for being here and uh, to be continued. We have to continue this, uh, these great um, conversations um, and people can find you uh, on the, they just have to click on the post below so thank you again everyone and until next time ciao
everyone. Bye. <laughs>